Hey everyone, this is Matt and welcome to another Overflow Pod. We are in our press the reset button where we want to make a fresh start in this new year. And last pod, we looked at three reasons you have to change your mindset first before you can make changes to your behavior. And in this pod, I'm going to give you three very practical choices that you can start making every day to reset your mind and therefore reset your life. So if you want to write these down, very important. If you're in the car or listen to this on the go, you can, I'm sure you'll remember it at the end and write it down when you can, because these can dramatically impact your success rate on change, on pressing that reset button. So these are three things that you can start doing every day to reset your life and your mind. Number one, every day I must choose to feed my mind with the best thoughts, with the best food, really. It's your choice. Every day you have a choice, whether you're going to feed your brain and are you going to feed your mind with the best thoughts? Are you going to feed your mind with bad thoughts? Whatever it is, Philippians 4, 8 gets very specific here. It says, brothers and sisters, fill your mind with thoughts that are, and then he gives a list, thoughts that are noble, right, pure, beautiful, admirable, excellent, and think about things that are worthy of praising, worthy of praise. Now, to be honest, does that list of things to think about accurately describe what you typically think about during the day? Let's be honest. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) The answer is definitely no. This is something that we have to train ourselves to do, to think thoughts that are pure, that are beautiful, that are true, that are noble, that are admirable. Think thoughts that are lovely, thoughts that bring peace. This is your choice. You get to choose this. It's not forced upon you. You can choose what you think about each day. Now, because it says this, what you should be thinking about, I need to pause right here for a moment and talk to you very honestly about really we have to start monitoring and limiting our media intake because if we don't, because this stuff does not represent what's on TV or what's on the internet or what's on social media. Things like that are not noble, right, pure, beautiful, admirable, excellent, and worthy of praise. And if you're serious about letting God transform your life, if you're serious about getting a fresh restart, it's likely that the most practical thing you can do would be number one, unplug the TV or number two, stay off social media for, for a little bit of time. That includes on your phone, snap, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, whatever you use. (laughs) Why? Well, think about it like this in your mind. There's a, there's scales. You know, so, you know, you have these scales in your mind with that old school where it weighs one side and the other. And you have on the one side, you have the good news, the gospel, the truth of God's word. And on the other side, all the junk and the poison and the stuffing that is put out there by the media that we consume. And so if you come to church every week and you listen to a message that's maybe 30 minutes long, That's okay. So yeah, I have that on the one side of the scale, but then if you go home and even on the same day, watch one or two or three hours of network cable news or TikTok videos or Instagram reels or whatever it is, or YouTube, where's your mind balancing out? 
If you get up and read your Bible for five minutes in the morning, and then you spend hours at night on social media, hours surfing the internet, hours in front of any screen, your life's out of balance and it's not going to work. See, that's why it's so important for us to monitor our media intake. That means we need to lower the stuff you're getting into your mind from the world and raise the amount of time you're getting stuff from God's word or for other good sources. See, if you're always listening to the world or the word, let me show you a few Bible verses. I'm going to ask you to consider some very personal questions about how much you allow in your mind and what you allow. Here's the first verse. Proverbs 15, 18 says, a wise person is hungry for truth while the fool feeds on trash. <laughs> you could type that up or print it out, put it on a card or some kind of sticky note or something, put it on your computer or maybe even on your phone or your tablet. A wise person is hungry for truth while the fool feeds on trash. You need to remember that. Here's the first question based on that. Am I being a wise or am I being foolish with what I allow in my mind? Are you allowing more from the world or from the word to fill your mind? Well, that's an obvious question. So are you wise? What does a wise person do? See, a wise person is hungry for the truth. The Bible says thy word is truth, John 17, 17. It's how we're changed through God's word. His word is truth. So what am I allowing into my mind? And God says the difference between a wise person and a foolish person is what fills his or her mind. It's interesting. You can learn a lot about a person's physical health by simply having them list their physical diet. And then you go through that list and you can say, oh, are they eating a lot of junk food? Are they eating a lot of unhealthy food? Are they eating protein? What are they eating? You look at their diet and the doctor can tell you by what you're eating and he can tell you how your physical health is just by looking at the food you consume. He can tell you. Same is true spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. You can know a lot about your spiritual condition or your mental or emotional health by looking at your mental diet. So what's on the mental diet? Hours of talk radio, hours of cable news, hours of soap opera, hours of social media, hours of internet trolls dissing and disregarding and pontificating and putting down everybody else. Hours of murder mystery, where you listen to the gruesome details about murders. <laughs> Hours of social media can have a mental diet of poison, of junk food, of stuffing. It certainly isn't healthy food. So the question, am I being wise or foolish with what I allow into my mind? It all depends on what you're allowing in. Let's look at another verse, Matthew 4, 4. People need more than bread for their life. They must feed on every word of God. This is the word of God. This is soul food. It's food for your soul. You can't live by bread alone. You have to have soul food. You have to have the word of God. And if you're not feeding on the word of God every day, you're starving to death spiritually. It's not like, well, I go to church on Sunday and I get a banquet and then I fast for the next six days and I don't get any of God's word in my life. That doesn't work. This is something you desperately need. You know, our lives may be really out of balance. So what is feeding your thoughts? Is it junk food or the truth? So here's the next question. Do I pay more attention to temporary news or to the eternal truth of God's word? How much news are you getting every day compared to how much good news are you putting into you every day from God's word? 
It's not rocket science. You're either putting good news in or you're putting bad news in. What's in? Garbage in, garbage out. That's how it is. John 8, 31, 32. This is Jesus talking. It says, if you continue in my word, that means you're constantly putting it in your mind and thinking about it. If you continue in my word on a daily basis, then you are truly my disciples. And he says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, people take that verse out of context. Non-Christians quote this verse all the time, not knowing it was Jesus who said it. The truth will set you free. Well, the kind of truth is he talking about? Well, you look at the verse, it's the word of God. The truth is what the word of God says. It's not mathematical truth. It's not musical truth. It's not a physical truth. It's the truth of God's word. That will set you free. However, our thoughts are not our thoughts are not just manipulated by external stimulus, like what we see and what we hear, but by our own bad thoughts that have grown from those external influences. Okay, let me just rant for a second. One of my pet peeves, wait, I hate saying it that way. I'd much rather say, you know what grinds my gears? Yeah, if you know that, that's one of my guilty pleasures as family guy. You know what grinds my gears? People who have a poor view of themselves. People who tell themselves that they're not good enough or important enough or whatever. They view themselves as second class. They are always apologizing, always thinking the worst, always second guessing what they say, afraid of offending anyone. Man, that is a terrible way to live. They lack confidence because they have low self-worth. They don't realize that they have been imprisoned themselves in a cage of their own making. And they need the truth to be set free. The truth of God's word is, is that they are immensely valuable to the point that God sent his son Jesus to die for them. And once they accept that and his forgiveness, everything they've done or said or will do or say that is wrong or sinful has been paid for. So why get so upset about it and worry about everything you say or do? Just move on. Don't hyper-apologize for everything. Oh, they may have taken that the wrong way. I better say something. <sighs> Don't sweat it. Ask yourself, am I being super critical of myself? Now, obviously we need to watch what we say, but I am simply referring to people who always second guess what they say and do. And you know if you fall into that category or not. You know if you're hypercritical of yourself. So if you do, don't overthink it. Don't worry about it. You're not offensive. You're just hypercritical of yourself even more than God. Remember, you've already been forgiven if, of what you said. So why are you taking it so hard? Why do you always have to constantly apologize? It, it, you know, what happens with this is that they apologize too much. And then they end up fishing for compliments. They want validation from the people around them that are okay and good. So they are super critical. And then people around them feed them by raising and complimenting them. Oh, I didn't take it that way. Don't be so hard on yourself. You're a good person. I just roll my eyes. It can get really obvious and annoying. And I do mean annoying. It's a vicious cycle. Your validation shouldn't just come from your friends. I mean, sometimes it's okay. Sometimes we really need to hear that. But when you're asking for it all the time, if you're one of those people who are super critical of yourselves and you find yourselves needing their validation that you're okay, you're missing out on the fact that you've been validated by God, by him sending Jesus to give you hope and a new life. And we need God's word and to see those promises so we don't forget them. So if you find yourself in the trap of low self-worth, 
You really need to stay away from anything that makes you feel low, that hurts your self-worth, and spend more time reading God's word, seeing how much he loves you, as well as spending time with people who will build you up without you asking for it. Let's go back to that verse, John 8, 31-32. If you continue in my word on a daily basis, then you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now he says, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciple. So here's the question. Based on the qualification, you're in the word every day. Would Jesus say that you're a disciple? Would Jesus say that? If you continue in my word, then you're truly my disciple. If you're not continuing my word, you're not his disciple. These are tough words, but our actions show us what we value. So go ahead and check your values. Do a self-check. What's the ratio of time spent with God versus other things? Now, I know it's going to be lopsided simply because I, I think it'll always be lopsided. But how bad is it? I know I have to work on this. It's almost embarrassing when I put number to paper. This is an area I need to work on immediately. and probably will not be going away anytime soon. Probably my whole life I'm going to struggle with this. So where are you? Are you in denial? Are you saying, you know what? These things don't affect me. No, they do. They really do affect you. You got to put the right fuel into your head. You got to think the right thoughts. And if you're listening to the wrong people, if you're looking at the wrong things, if you're paying attention to this stuff, then you know what? You, you just can't do it. It's going to, it's going to take you down the wrong path. Years ago, I gave up on social media for a very long time. And even now, I really don't post anything. And I, Because all I saw was people getting into arguments, people chasing trolls, people going down rabbit holes. And I was like, you can't argue with anyone on the internet. It's just, it's like arguing with an inanimate object. It's like arguing with my dog. And you know what my dog does to me when I'm done, when I'm blue in the face, and when I think I'm going to win? He just looks at me and ignores me. <laughs> you know, what are you putting into your head? Check to see what your input is. And I know that time is never going to be equal. I know you're going to say, you know, I can't give as much time to God as I give to other things. That's true. But there's a lot of things that we can cut back on that we don't even realize that maybe we probably shouldn't be consuming at all. Maybe we should, instead of consuming something for four to six hours, maybe watching videos for that long, maybe we should, you know what, after about two or three hours, maybe take a break right in the middle and say, you know what, I'm going to go and pray because I've been doing this for so many hours. I'm going to need to spend some time with God, or maybe I need to take a walk, or maybe I need to get into some fitness here and get my physical body up to shape instead of just putting this social media garbage into my head. There's so much out there that we put into our head that we shouldn't. We have so many choices now. We have, like, it used to just be TV, right? TV was called the boob tube. Now we don't just have TV. We still have TV. You still have all the channels. But now we have the internet. We have TikTok. We have Instagram. We have YouTube. We have Snapchat. What else do we have? We have all kinds of talk shows, podcasts, just like this one. But not on a positive note. There's all kinds. 
You know what the number one podcasts are right now? Murder cases. You can learn how people get away with murdering somebody. And it's like the number one thing that young people like to listen to. It's murder mysteries. I mean, we watch it on TV, but it's even grislier hearing the details on a podcast. And we just and we just soak it up. All this talk about death and destruction. We just love it. What's it doing to us? I don't think there's nothing necessarily wrong with watching murder, uh, listening to a murder case. But if if you're listening to it for four or six hours at a time, well, <laughs> it's going to be influencing your behavior and we don't even realize it. So look, take an honest look and you look at your life and you say, okay, what am I feeding my brain? What am I doing? What am I not doing? You know, maybe I'm not being the husband I need to be. Maybe I'm not being the dad that I need to be. Maybe I'm not being the wife I need to be, whatever that is. Maybe I can help my spouse around the house more instead of being sucked on the internet or sucked into my own little personal bubble. Maybe I can do that kind of stuff. We don't realize that our behavior is really based on what we put into ourselves. Even if we're trying to be a great person, even if we're trying to do the right thing, Whatever fuel you have is what is going to come out. Wow. That was only the first choice. (laughs) And we have already ran out of time to go into the second and third choices. So I guess we're going to have to wait to the next pod to go on the second and third choice. And I hope this pod gave you some ideas on how to balance what you put into your thoughts every day and gave you a bit of encouragement to say, you know what? I can do this. I can, you know, maybe take a break. And give five minutes. You know what? If I'm if I have that thing where I go down a rabbit hole on YouTube or or TikTok or Instagram, I can just say, you know what? Let me get out of this rabbit hole for a second. Let me talk to God. And then maybe I'll go back to that rabbit hole. It's not that bad, but it's just taking up too much of my time. Whatever it is. Maybe, you know, you can do this. You can change. You can put the right fuel in. You can do this. So hopefully that'll encourage you that you can do it. And it doesn't matter where you are. You can have a restart anywhere in your life. So I hope that helps. God bless. See you in the next pod.